Well, good morning, K2. What an amazing song for the year 2020, right? Come hell or high water. And what a great reminder that, uh, that Jesus is still on the throne and he's in control. It's good for me to know because obviously I am uh, not live uh, on Sunday morning. I'm here in my bedroom uh, because my daughter Ashlyn actually was tested positive with COVID. And so we are in quarantine at this moment. Um, gratefully, I feel like yesterday she took the first slight turn to getting better. Um, Caleb and I have tested negative, and so we're hoping to get out of here soon. But um, it's interesting because that means I'm not live. It's actually Saturday morning, and I just got on the website and saw the big headline, Biden wins. So here we go. Um, what an incredibly, incredibly close race. Still, the Senate is, is, is seeking to be decided. Um, literally half of our country wanted one candidate and half wanted the other. Um, half our country is rejoicing today and half of our country is freaking out today. In fact, it was kind of interesting. Uh, we actually had a gal running up and down our street this morning in her pajamas with bed hair, clanging a pot with pants, yelling, yay for Biden winning. Yikes. And uh, that's half the country, not the other half. So, and if half our country, if, our, if surveys are right, then half our country today thinks that our country is going to go down this is really interesting. I, I I noticed in the news too, as I've been, as you have, we've been, I've been looking at it every day, that even right now there's a tropical storm, Ada, who's heading towards Florida, and and any time you know that there's a hurricane coming, um, people who live in hurricane, where hurricanes are are uh, popular, they make sure that their homes are ready to handle that. They they they're on alert because they know that something strong and devastating is coming. And what's crazy is the surveys right before the election say that that's how the country was feeling. Listen to this, 80% of Biden supporters and 77% of Trump supporters believe that those on the other side have not only different views on politics and policies, they also have fundamental disagreements on core American values and goals. That's a, that's a huge percentage. We're not saying, yeah, you guys just agree with me. No, at our core, what you stand for is completely different than me. And this one was even more alarming to me. 90% of Biden supporters and 89% of Trump supporters, nine out of 10 people said they, if the other person wins, they're not only concerned about the country's direction, but that this would lead to lasting harm to our nation. So 50% of Americans right now, or maybe a little less than that, because it's 90% of that, believe that we're headed for lasting harm. It's like a hurricane is coming. <laughs> half of you are like, oh, the clouds broken, the sun's shining. <laughs> and the other half are like, there is a hurricane coming. And these storms, what are they? Uh, if, if you look, it's the economy, it's the continued rise of COVID, it's healthcare, it's violent crime, mass shootings, protests and riots, it's racial and ethnic equality, it's immigration. And here's what we, here's what I just want to, here's my, what I want to remind us of today, and what I believe Jesus wants to say to us today. 
You can't control the storm, but you can withstand the storm. You can. I, I thought it was so interesting, right, when COVID first hit and, uh, and we were all in red and we all had to stay home, that right at that moment is when the earthquake hit here in Salt Lake. And what was crazy was many people I talked to, that earthquake shaking <laughs> threatened their sense of security way more than COVID did. There's something about these natural forces where you just realize you are not in control. And Jesus says, even when you're not, and you can't control those storms, you can withstand them, no matter what they are in your life. So I, I'm going to read for you the very last section of the Sermon on the Mount. So basically, Jesus' most popular sermon, and he, he speaks on all these different topics, revealing the truth about the kingdom of God, about the way of God. And then at the very end, here's what he says. He says, and, and by the way, just... For you guys who are watching your scriptures here, I actually took the section from Matthew and the section from Luke, and I put these together, okay? He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me, hears my words and puts them into practice, I'll show you what they're like. They're like a wise man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. The rain came down the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house, but could not shake it. The house didn't fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But the one who hears my words and does not put it into practice is like a man who built a house on the sand without a foundation. And the rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. And it fell with a great crash, and its destruction was complete. So a couple things here. First of all, Jesus is just saying, hey, you can't control the storms. They're coming. He, he made it really clear. In this world, you will have trouble. The storms are coming. And what's interesting to me in this story is Jesus is also saying, and they're not a small thing. He's not diminishing the effect and the power of these storms, they beat against our lives and they actually have the power to call lives to fall with a great crash, even to complete destruction. And so, so I, I just want to say we're not minimizing the storms here. In fact, there was a Facebook post I saw last week that I, I thought was really good. I took it to heart. Here's what it said. It said, I'm seeing a lot of whoever wins be kind and keep living kind of posts this morning. And while I understand the intention is well meant, I'm not sure that people realize how privileged of a space it is to be, to be in to say those types of things. There are so many people who are terrified about what is to happen. Their lives literally hanging in the balance. Their health, safety, and freedoms are on the chopping block. Yes, there will be a result, and we will all have to go on with, with it. But realize, when you say, I'll wake up and just do what I've been doing, that means you are protected by this system, and you are privileged to not have to worry about the way you live your life. And I fully recognize that I'm quite privileged as well, which is exactly why I'm writing this. So please, just be mindful 
of what you're posting, take a moment to step outside yourself and your bubble. So I want to say this. God, throughout the Bible and evidenced in Jesus Christ, who is the image of the invisible God, God in the flesh, the issues of life matter to him. He is compassionate and he's merciful. The matters of justice and righteousness and equality flow out of the heart of God. He fights for those things, and we should too. I just want to make sure we hear that. Jesus doesn't minimize the importance of these issues. The very life that Christ wants to give us, if the kingdom of God would actually come to earth, there would be human flourishing, so he cares. But then, in the midst of that, even though he cares about those things and fights for these things, he says this amazing statement that even if those storms come, your way of life is, and your way of life is threatened, you can't control those storms, but you can withstand the storm. You can still live. You don't actually have to lose your life. And that's where I would disagree with this post because they said their lives are literally hanging in the balance. Well, yes, uh, issues of, of, of freedom, everything that was mentioned. You can lose those things, but what Jesus is saying in this most amazing story is even if you lose those things, if those storms beat on your life, you can have a rock that's stronger than those storms. So, how? How can you and I, because it's not just this election, it's everything, you guys, in our life. How? Can we withstand those storms? And Jesus just says, do one thing. He says, hear what I say and put it into practice. Hear what I say and put it into practice. And so that's why he started off this. He just got done with all this teaching. And then he says, hey, why, do you, why would you call me Lord, Lord, and then not do what I say? And, and, I, and I just want to say, for all of us who are Christians, man, we need to listen very carefully to this. But Jesus is saying, Lord, Lord, because his whole message while he was on earth was, you guys, the kingdom of God is here. Well, if, if the kingdom of God is here, that means there's a, there's a king, and, that's, and Jesus is him. He's saying, I am that Lord. Now, I, I will say, I think the kingdom of God is, is a little confusing for people, but it's, I can make it very clear to you today, especially in light of what we're going through. The kingdom of God is simply an administration, <laughs> It's the, it's the administration or the rule of God. Just like now, we are going to have the president-elect Biden with a democratic platform with an administration. And what does that mean? That means there's going to be a new way of ordering things, a new way of getting things done. They have a different set of values, goals, and ways to, to put into practice to accomplish those things. That's what an administration is. And what Jesus was saying is, I'm ushering in a new administration. New values, new ways of getting things done, new goals. Um, it's a way of ordering things, but it's the administration of God. <laughs> and it is what's actually right, and it's what's good. This is the kingdom of God. And it's different, completely different than the kingdom of this world. So, Here's what Jesus is saying. 
if you want to withstand the storms of this world and of this life. He goes, if you enter my kingdom, my administration, let me actually be the Lord, follow my ways, do what I say, put it into practice. You will build your life on a foundation that can't be shaken. He calls it eternal life. You guys, it's, a, it's really, once you enter into the kingdom of God, you receive eternal life. And eternal life doesn't have a beginning or an end. In other words, it can't be taken away. And I just want to say that those of you, if any of you are watching and you don't yet possess a relationship with God, um, then too much of what we put our hope in can be taken away. But there is a life you can live that won't be taken away. You can't control the storms, but you will be able to withstand the storm. And Jesus simply says, hear what I say and put it into practice. So I just want to answer a couple questions. Why does putting Jesus' words into practice lay a foundation on a rock? Because that's what he's saying. And if Jesus Christ is the Son of God, who knows the truth, he's telling us the truth here, you guys. But why is that? I think it's two reasons. Number one, because if you put his words into practice, you actually experience the way of God, his administration. You experience it and it becomes a part of your life. But you don't only experience the way of God, you experience the presence of God. And if you have God's presence with you, it's greater than anything. So let's look at this. He said that the person who hears his words and puts it into practice is like the wise person who dug down deep. <laughs> and I believe that's what happens when you actually take what Jesus said and put it into practice. That's what practicing does. You know, I can, I can watch YouTube videos about how to do something, but it's not until I actually go do it. Like I can have the head knowledge about it, but then when I do it, I experience it and now I know it. And it actually goes to a deeper part of your soul. You dig down deep when you do something. I, I, I was an education major in college. We all knew that. That's what they taught us. You can sit in a classroom and just learn stuff, but the best way of education is when you do stuff. You experience it and it goes to a deeper level. That's what happened, you guys, for me with the earthquake, right? I knew, I knew what an earth, I knew what an earthquake was. I'd studied very minimally, but at least I know what they are and I know what happens. Well, I want to tell you what: knowing what an earthquake is is very different than sitting in your house and watching your walls go back and forth. Okay, now I can say I know what an earthquake is like. And what Jesus is saying here is if you hear my words, but that's all you do, it's knowing about something. It's knowing about what my way is. But if you experience it, if you put it into practice, you now know it. And it changes you. That's what changes you. That's why I think Jesus said in another place, if you hold to my teachings, which means put them into practice, he goes, then you're really my disciple. Then you know the truth and it sets you free. So I just want to say today that no matter where you're at on this election, if you live in the kingdom of God, 
in his administration and you've dug down deep and done what Jesus says to do, he says, no matter what happens, no matter what storm comes, you will be free and you will not be shaken. Man. But then what's he say? If you don't listen to me and, and you don't do what I say, basically we said, then you're still living in the old administration. You actually haven't entered into the administration of God. You're still uh, living in the way of the world. And so um, you, you're building your life on things of the world, and those things are like sand. You guys, and, and think about this. This is just actually common sense when you actually go, oh my gosh, you're right, Jesus. Because sand shifts, sand moves, it changes with the storm. We've all seen that at the beach. Sand can just be moved, but a rock stays strong. And so when he's saying you, you build your life on things of the world, think about these things. The economy can change. Your health can change. Foreign policy can change. Immigration policy. All of the things that we're worried about, no matter what side you were on, with this election, they're sand. <laughs> because you're going to have an administration for what? Four years, and then it's going to shift again. And it's just, and so if you build your life on money and economy and jobs and health and policies, he's like, you know what? Those storms are going to come and you could lose them, every one of those things in a second. And your life, if you built your life on that, it crashes. And it doesn't need to. Because you can't control the storms. But you can withstand the storms. So, now let me get to the second piece. <laughs> that you can not only experience the ways of God, you can experience the presence of God. I thought it was so interesting this time when I read through this story, which I've read many, many times. That he says, would the wise people come to me? Hear what I say and put it into practice. But when he talks about the people who just listen, but don't put it into practice, he, he says they don't come to me. And you guys, this is the key right here. When you put Jesus' words into practice, he says you experience not only my way, me. This is why he said follow me. Follow me. Keep, in another place in scripture it says, since we live by the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit. So God is offering you His presence. And I want to tell you right now, that is eternal life. Jesus said, eternal life is entering into my kingdom. But He said, eternal life is when you know me. And that means not intellectual knowledge again. No, you experience me. And then no matter what storm comes, you got me, you're good. And I, I real quick story. When I was right out of college, my first job, 22 years old, I'd only been there two weeks. And my brother called me and told me that my mom um, had got diagnosed with cancer. And she only had two weeks and two months to live. Or two, I'm sorry, two months to two years to live. And I remember I was at the church I was working at when he called. And so then I went and I immediately went back to my apartment, walked up those stairs, shut the door. And I just screamed at him. I just said, you can't take my mom. You know, even, even, even <laughs> saying that, and believe me, it was way louder than that. 
it just, I, I mean, think about this, but isn't that kind of the picture of what our country is like? No, no, you can't take the way these things, my freedoms. And you know what? I yelled that out to God. And the craziest thing was, as soon as I did, it was like he was right here. He was right there. His presence met me immediately with peace. Why? You know why? Because, man, at that time in my life, I was absolutely following Jesus. I would do anything he wanted me to do. I was putting into practice at the best of my ability everything he said. So I was building my life deep on the rock of God, of his presence. And then when the storm came, and believe me, that was a storm for me because my mom was the most important person in my life, the one person who I knew loved me, and he was going to take her away. See, storms are real. And they beat against you. But if you do what he says, man, it's his presence. So I want to tell you, you can lose the most important person in your life, your job, your money, your status, your version of the American dream, your health. You can't control the storm. But you can withstand the storm because the presence of God is greater than any of those storms. Stronger, more fulfilling, better, never-ending, eternal. So that's why I believe the most important thing that Jesus said when he says, if you hear me, I think the most important thing that Jesus said that we actually have to put into practice is in John chapter 3, verse 3. He's talking with Nicodemus, a religious leader. And he says, hey, I just tell you the truth. Unless you're born again, he goes, you, you, you can't see the kingdom of God. He goes, you can't enter. You can't actually enter into my administration, into my way, into, my rela- into a relationship with me, unless you're actually born of my spirit. What Jesus was saying, you guys, is no human being is bent toward following God. None of us are. We all want to be in control and do our own thing. He says, so you actually need a new heart. You need a new spirit to be able to say yes to God, to be able to build your foundation on the rock, to be able to put into practice what he says. So if you you want that, then you have to have my spirit inside of you. That's the most important thing he told us that we have to put into practice. So how? How How do I actually become born again? How do I get God's spirit, the Holy Spirit of God inside of me so his presence is with me no matter what? In John chapter one, it's, he just made it very clear. It says to all, all, that means you, who receive him, to those who believe in his name, God gives the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent nor human decision or human's will, but born of God. You got to do two things. You just got to believe, put your, which was a word that means to put your trust in him, not the ways of the world anymore. You don't worship the world. You don't worship money. You don't worship jobs. You don't worship politics or presidents. There's, you don't worship your spouse. You don't worship any, you don't put anything else up there. Instead, you actually put your trust in and your belief in, in Jesus Christ 
and you say, Jesus, man, I want you in here. And he says, if you believe in me, you will receive me. And if you receive me, you receive two things. You receive forgiveness of all of your sin. I died on the cross to pay the penalty for your sin so you wouldn't have to die. So you'll receive that. And, and all everything you've ever done wrong, you will be forgiven of and reconciled back to God. And you will receive my Holy Spirit. You will be born of God. God's spirit and your spirit will come together and you will be mine forever. I will be with you every moment of every day. And if you do that, then when the storms come and you can't control them, you'll withstand them because you'll have me. You guys, he is the rock we build our life on. His unfailing love, constant presence, and matchless power. So, to those of you who are watching or maybe present at our life service, if you have never put your faith in Christ, if you have been maybe even sitting in church and listening to Jesus, but you've never put into practice what he says, especially when he says you have to put into practice the receiving of me. You must be born of my spirit. Then I want to offer that to you today. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I want to give you my life, and I want to receive yours. And I actually want to receive you as Lord. I want you, I want your administration. I want your way. I want to follow you. And if you'll say that to him today, his promise to you is if you believe me and receive me, I, God says, I will make you my child forever. And if that's you in your life at the service today, please find some, one of our leaders afterwards and just let them know, I want to receive Christ. And if you're online today, most of you are, man, you can hit our next steps tab, touch that, click on it, put your name in there, your address, say, I want to receive Christ. And you will lay a foundation on the rock of God. And when the winds blow and the storms come, you'll withstand them. And the last thing I want to say is to all of you who already have. You guys, there's way too many of us who, who follow, who believe in Jesus, who are being shaken by the storms. They actually are beating against us like they beat against everybody. And yet some of us who follow Christ, you, you feel like you're going to lose your life. I, I just want to tell you, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're buying a lie. And so, but maybe it's because you haven't actually been living a life where you're putting into practice what Jesus tells you to do. And so whatever that might be, if there's any area of obedience, of disobedience in your life where you're not, you're listening to him, you're going to church, you're going to Life Together group, you might even be reading the Bible every day, but you can do all those things and never put them into practice and it won't change you. And then the storms come and you get wiped out just like anybody else, even as a child of God. So whatever that is, if you've got something you need to do today, do it. Just confess your sin to God. Just tell him, I have not been listening to you, but I'm going to listen to you today. And thank you, Jesus, that you forgive me for not listening to you. Thank you that you died for that disobedient sin as well. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your cleansing. And I receive your power to walk with you. 
God bless you guys. He's with you, as we're going to sing here, in the fire. He's with you in the storm. And if he is, you won't control the storm, but you'll withstand it. And God bless you as you do.